Welcome to Pios in 5, a podcast series at Merida College that allows us to have a quick and insightful conversation with students, alumni, and employees. I'm your host, Tom Perry, and joining me today is Larry Heiser, who has served Merida College as its Director of Athletics since 2008. Like other ADs from around the U.S., Larry's world was flipped on its head last March when the COVID-19 pandemic put a halt to intercollegiate athletics. Then this fall, varsity athletics were once again halted for all NCAA Division III programs, and Larry has been at the center of the action. Larry, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Tom. Pleasure to be here. Well, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Um, you know, so throughout the summer, you and your peers at other Ohio Athletic Conference schools met regularly to discuss if sports could happen in the fall, or if they did, uh, or if they did, what it would look like. And then, obviously, I'm sure your goal throughout this whole thing was to allow athletic competition to continue. But when it became clear that wasn't going to happen. What was sort of your initial reaction about another season not going to happen? And then, obviously, as you started to share this information with coaches and athletes, what sort of, how did this sort of all kind of come out for you? Well, we, we kept looking for answers from various organizations, whether it was the state of Ohio or whether it was from the NCAA. And, uh, you know, if you have overlapping municipalities or government agencies that kind of both govern you, the the advice is usually to follow the the agency that has the stricter policies. And so the NCAA produced more strict uh, guidelines to to return to play than the state did. So we were kind of faced with that reality, and and some of those guidelines just made it impossible. There was a testing protocol that was in place for Division One. That we could have replicated, you know, and, and tried to have a testing protocol in Division Three, but we knew that we couldn't afford that. Um, travel was really difficult uh, when you talk about how many people can get on a bus in this environment, um, and, and and what the separation is there. And now all of all of a sudden, your expenses are are, are going way up because you have to double and sometimes triple the number of buses you take. Uh, so so it just became a mountain that we couldn't get up uh, financially and logistically. Uh, and, and, you know, the dominoes were falling at the smaller Division One level, and then they were falling faster at Division Three. And, you know, if you think about our landscape, there's about 45 conferences in, in Division Three. Uh, we were probably in the early 20s or high teens when we decided that uh, that was probably the right thing to do. And, and no one was happy that I gave him the news, uh, but no one was surprised either. So, um, you know, unfortunately, it was almost easier because we could see it coming than it was in the spring where we just got hit in the side of the head with it and we really didn't see it coming at all. And so the reactions weren't quite as, you know, severe as they were in the spring when we just kind of yanked the rug out from underneath everybody. Well, that clearly makes sense. And one of the nice things that... Uh, if you're on campus now, you're starting to see teams are getting to get out and practice. You know, we're seeing them on the fields, we're seeing them on the courts, we're seeing them do everything. Um, you know, can you just tell us how things are going and, and how the coaches and athletes are responding now that they're getting a chance to at least start doing something again? Well, I think, you know, it, it, the credit goes certainly to the student-athletes who have abided by the principles and policies that we've put forth as an institution. So the president is an unbelievable communicator. Um, in a time like this, over-communication is, is, is way better than under-communication, and uh, I think we've done a good job of, of getting word out to our constituents about what our expectations are. And to their credit, you know, the students on our campus, whether they're an athlete or not, have really complied with our request because they value the in-person experience. And a lot of them are, you know, facing that four to five months of being cooped up at home and wearing a mask wasn't going to stop them from coming back to campus. So 
hopefully they understand the value of that and and it's and it's been something that that has been worthwhile to them uh, when you are actively participating in your sport, then you can remove uh, the mask. And, and so, you know, if you see our practices now, you'll see them practicing on the field or in a drill. And then when they're waiting, uh, they have a gator or a mask that they put back on. So if they go to the back of the line or if they go to the sideline, they put the mask back on. And so, you know, I think there's just a psychological release. Um, you know, I always used to say you have two sides of your brain and, 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 Playing a sport allows you to just kind of decompress a little bit from the pressures of college and and uh, really let you use your your left side of your brain. So so uh, you know I think they're doing that and the coaches are are you know they were hesitant at first. You know you started to hear well I'm not wearing a mask at practice, but I think with the major league baseball and professional basketball and some of the some of the examples that got rolled out before we started our stuff, everybody was wearing a mask. It got pretty easy to fall in line and. And our coaches have done a terrific job of, of wearing their masks, having the players wear their masks as appropriate, and then building up to full competition. We're still not quite there. This is uh, September 24th, and we're still not in full team practice. We are in full number of players at practice, but they're not doing what they used to do as far as contact goes and as far as being close to one another. It's still spread out. We're still looking at social distancing. Um, you know, as we progress and keep the case count low on campus, we'll get towards full contact, but that's another week away from us at this point. Well, and then the other, I guess, if you want to say exciting part of this, if we can turn it that way, is that everything's been moved to the spring semester as far as competition goes. So I have to imagine it's going to be a busy time in athletics when you're looking at that January through May time frame. So how are you preparing for having all your sports playing at some point during those months where normally it's more spread out? Well, we're actually looking at the calendar with uh, duplicate games on, on the same day uh, or multiple games on the same day much earlier than we would have in the past. So we've kind of already known, know where our hot spots are going to be, and we're trying to see what kind of community support or specialist support we can migrate into our campus if it's a statistical issue, if it's a supervisory issue, or, or whatever. But, yeah, this should be a spring that if we can get – rapid and reliable testing that uh, people can do on their own, which is kind of where we're going, and we can prove that we have a clean opponent and a clean uh, home team, you know, we're hoping that we can play 50% of the of the fall schedules and 75% of the winter schedules and 100% of the spring schedules. Um, so the landscape has to change a little bit in COVID for us to really get all that done, and if it does, it'll be a memorable spring. I, I don't think anybody will forget it for as long as they live, that's for sure. And, and it'll be fun and exciting, the, you know, chance to watch something Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday uh, on a home weekend for us. So be uh, so, something fun for, for everybody to do. Well, Larry, thank you for joining us on our Pios and Five podcast. I uh, know that uh, there will be so many uh, alumni and, and other folks just associated with Merida College love to have this update. Uh, so, again, thank you for joining us, and thanks again for everybody who uh, tunes in for these uh, quick and uh, informative podcasts. Well, Tom, I appreciate it, and I would invite everybody to campus if I could. But as soon as I can, I will say, come, come and watch us in the spring. But right now, we don't know what that looks like, and, and thanks for having me. Well, thank you.